Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to level 247 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, a solo episode of me doing, you know, the thing, uh, doing the news catch up uh, since uh, there wasn't time to do a guest episode. And there <laughs> actually honestly wasn't wasn't a topic that, that came to mind uh, for the boys to join together. But I'm sure there'll be some guest episodes in the future. Uh, I, I still need to to get down with one or two of them with uh, other people besides Blue and Danny that I have ideas for. But, you know, time and universe and all that jazz. Episode coming up hopefully Sunday night. Uh, it's, it's been a weekend with a, with a sick baby and whatnot. So baby Sean's feeling better. But, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff and going to bed when the going to bed's good he's he's sleeping now so hey another podcast brought to you by the sleeping baby but also hopefully i'm able to post this tonight because my internet's not cooperating and and it is what it is so uh hopefully it works out if it if this comes up later if it goes up on a monday or tuesday that's the reason the uh the interwebs wasn't so good because as much as i would love this podcast to be a strong financial support where i had a, a great revenue stream to internet and studio and all that jazz that's not the case it's just a fun podcast that i do but it's, it's okay i know because there's you dear listener who listened to my weird rambling and shout out to roman like dude it's just so crazy seeing you at work you're on a break and you're actually listening to the podcast and showing it to me that was just as a trippy moment and hopefully you really really enjoy your limited edition shirt that I was able to finally get to you. So, uh, hey, hi, Roman. At, le- at least I know it's me talking to you. <laughs> that makes it makes it all worth it to know the people who listen to the podcast. But we're we're just gonna get right into it, and we can start off by, hey, you're like Wookie. That title, Wookie Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Yeah, that's just a shout out because uh, I actually planned on recording yesterday on Saturday when it was the 40th anniversary of one of the the best geek movies. In existence, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh man, that movie's just so perfection. Chef's kiss, so freaking good. And I was like, holy heck! Like I'm older than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like this movie came out when I was older than one. Like, oh, okay. And I mean, I, I, I tangentially knew that, but just driving home, you're like, man, that movie's old. And you're like, hot dog. I'm old too, but hopefully, I'm hip. And with it enough for uh, for any of the younger listeners listening to my ramblings. <laughs> when I was a rage. <laughs> oh, man. But now I'm just feeling like an old guy and wanting to be like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> like, I, I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. And, and, and what I'm with isn't it. And, and what it is seems weird and scary to me. And it'll happen to you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a perfect quote. It's just just coming off my brain. And actually, it's something me and my buddy Reese talked about at work this week. So really, really apropos. Uh, not so much in, well, it's sort of us just saying how we, we feel older. <laughs> but yeah, Raiders, 40, 40 years since, the, since that movie hit and sparked so many imaginations with Indiana Jones. And Indy, Indy's coming back next year. We're going to get Indy 5. And that's just crazy bonkers to me. 
Uh, but yeah, Raiders just shout out and and why not pay tribute in in the podcast title? It's always fun to find a podcast title, and uh, I was like, oh, I can't just call it that and not not mention. So hopefully, everybody got the opportunity to enjoy the fact that Raiders is forty years old. And if that was not a good enough reason to go back in and enjoy that cinema classic, then I, I highly encourage it. I, I myself have done so. And, uh, you know, you know, it's it's great to have all this geeky stuff. And and with that said, I, I guess it's just time to, to get with it, <laughs> whatever with it it is. <laughs> so we'll start with the fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, where I just call all the news from the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. And, uh, and drop it for all of you that either aren't on the Book of Faces or not a member of the group. Although if you're both of, if you're on the Book of Faces, just join. It's a, it's a close group, but you ask to join and we say yes. And you join 633 people, like-minded geeks, sharing all the geeky stuff. And every single one of these news stories drops for you to enjoy, to be edified by, to comment on if you if you so wish. And uh, we'll just we'll just kick it off with a. Joseph was the first person, as I, as I pulled this, posted uh, the opening day ceremony for Avengers Campus. And uh, it was really interesting because he posted that. And then, of course, me and Danny on the, the last episode talked about uh, Avengers Campus. I've seen the news. I've seen that, that it, it's a show and not so much just an entertaining show. <laughs> it's, uh, it's had some challenges with some long lines and, and disappointed people. In fact, uh, a podcast uh, personality that I, that I enjoy their work posted some negative Twitter stuff today about, you know, spending all that money for several days and not even getting to enjoy it. I've heard stuff about mile-long lines and 10-hour lines, and Danny's like, told you, told you. And yeah, yeah, me and Danny have talked offline uh, about, or it was it was online because it was in a chat, but you know what I mean, <laughs> off of the podcast about it. And I guess it's uh, not my circus, not my monkeys, or just, you know, when, when Cap's like, Avengers Assemble, you'd be like, bro... The line's long. I might, I might just wait till it's a little bit easier to assemble with you. But good luck with your superheroing. <laughs> but that opening day ceremony, it's cool. Uh, you get Kevin Feige, uh, Mackie, Paul Rudd. Uh, you know, it was cool. I'm, I'm so stoked that uh, Sam Wilson repping Cap at the campus. Um, there were other special guests in the video. Uh, there was uh, Zoe Saldana. And then Simu Liu from Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And then, of course, Brie Larson from Captain Marvel. Just uh, they filmed stuff on site and that was that was interspersed in the live action. But there's fireworks and uh, Avengers Campus looks really, really cool at night. And, uh, you know, if you, if you can't go, that's, that's some to enjoy. But Disney does it right when they do their opening day ceremonies. The stuff they did for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was excellent. And they did they did a good job, even if it is... Uh, less than ideal to try to go to Disney's California Adventure right now to to enjoy Avengers Campus, to, to get your Spider-Man ride on, Web Slingers, to get your Spider-Bots, or to eat the, the big and small food at the Pim Test Kitchen, or go on the, the Guardians attraction, or wait to, for someday whenever the Avengers ride is open. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some really cool stuff. I've seen some really cool articles about some Easter eggs with a Hulk tree and... Uh, uh, a, a ground that that pays tribute to like Tony Stark's, uh, you know, the power source, and you know, it, it just it all looks really cool. Something I want to enjoy at some point in my life, but maybe maybe not right now. While it's a a little crazy, you know, this this stuff isn't going anywhere, and presumably I'll still be in California for a while. So <laughs> there you go. Joseph also posted uh, about the third movie in the Transformers War for Cybertron. Uh, trilogy which promises beast wars 
holy hell a crossover with beast wars this is the third film uh on netflix it's called kingdom or subtitled kingdom comes out july 29th so not that far away i'm sure we'll be getting a trailer that'll pop up on laugh it up fuzzballs the facebook group plug 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 at some point but if you're a fan of dinobot or cheetor or rhinox or optimus primal or tarantulas hang on to your butts uh because uh all that jazz is coming in the third film and i have as of this recording not watched the first two films that are available on netflix uh but they look the trailers look really cool and there's no reason why i won't it's it's just finding time picking picking what you're gonna watch and uh that's just not something that i've checked out although now that i'm done <laughs> i'm done with my master's degree i'm like oh, i have so much time for so many things the the real reality is man i feel like i got a lot more done when i had a lot more to do and that's, that's neither here nor there but uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully I'll be able to check those out and have an opinion on them in the future. And then Joseph also posted about the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game trailer. The trailer looks cool. This comes out October 26th of this year from Square Enix Games. And yeah, it, uh, it, it looks like the Guardians you know from the MCU, but also the Guardians from the comics uh, with uh, Drax, the Destroyer, and... and um, What's her name? Zoe Saldana's character. Oh, Roman's yelling at me right now. He's like, "Come on, man! You, sh- you should know the name of this." And I, I really, really should, but for some reason, my brain is not pulling up the the character. <laughs> oh man, now I'm just, I'm just talking about all sorts of crap while I'm tapping into my phone, and I'm gonna be really, really upset with myself uh, <laughs> that I have to scroll so far to find the name of it. Everybody's like, "Oh." Really, Wook, you claim to be this big a fan of freaking MCU and you can't even think of the name of Dabgum Gamora? Yes, because it's late and I've had a sick baby all weekend and I haven't slept much. So <laughs> leave me alone. At least at least know that uh, I came to the name uh, name a little a little bit before I scrolled on my phone and found it. It was like right before my brain, like the secretaries who, who curate all the information in my brain were just like, damn it. Here it is. Here's Gamora for you, you fuck. And thank you, secretaries. I appreciate you. Go on your coffee break, and hopefully the show notes don't require another pull of information like that. I'm moving to some news that I dropped. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, it was the the newest one of the newest shows on Netflix from the Millerverse, from Mark Miller's work. It's done. The actors are released. Uh, apparently, it's going to continue with a, a show about superpowered villains called Super Crooks. Of course, you know, Netflix optioned the work of Mark Miller, the Millerverse. So, you know, he said that he's confident that some someday they'll return to the universe. But for now, the actors are gone. And who knows if uh, they'll end up attaching themselves, you know, Leslie Bibb and, and, and all the other actors. I, I enjoyed Jupiter's Legacy. You know, did it? Was it perfect? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a perfect show, but uh, it was enjoyable for what it was. And uh, the problem is it has to compete with, you know, other great stuff like like Umbrella Academy and the boys and everything that the MCU is putting down. So, you know, that's that's challenging, but I, I really thought it was a fun show. It, it sucks because, you know, the showrunner is Daredevil showrunner Stephen Tonight. And it, to be canceled four weeks after premiering really means that Netflix was none too happy with how the show performed. Uh, and that really does say something since it, it often feels like Netflix will just greenlight anything. Like, what? A show about farting superheroes? Here's your money. Make a season, and hopefully it's good enough to make a second season, I guess is the moral of the story. Uh, but I think Mark Miller will be fine, and we'll, he's got a whole bunch more of his properties that are being adapted for Netflix. So not not a time to mourn, 
But uh, you know, I was I was excited for what it was, and it, honestly, the show got better as it went along, and I was eager to see you know more from it. But alas, that that's just not the case. You know, you don't you don't always get what you want. Uh, I also posted about Jonathan Majors, uh, who you would know from uh, the Five Bloods, the Spike Lee joint, or would know from from um, <laughs> I should not be recording. My brain's not working. From Lovecraft Country. Also is going to be Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But uh, he's an amazing actor, and he's in talks to join Creed 3 with Michael B. Jordan. And, you know, apparently they just, you know, the actors have not been bad in those Creed movies. Although I've only seen a little bit of the second Creed. The first one's really, really freaking good. Um, but, of course, his son Ivan Drago is involved in Creed 2. So here I am just hoping, hoping, hoping that Jonathan Majors is playing the son of Clubber Lang. Like, please, oh, please find a way to do that right but he's a really good actor michael b jordan's a really good actor so it just it shows a commitment and now that you know sliced alone is not involved and rocky's not involved and it actually just is the creed universe we'll we'll see uh could be really really interesting jonathan majors is a attractive talented buff man and uh, i'm eager to see what he does in this third movie about boxers (laughs) based in the rocky universe but not really, because I guess they're trying to branch out and do their own thing. And getting a great actor is one way to do it. I also posted some rumors about the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I guess, spoilers skip ahead for a minute or something, but holy hell, if it, if it is true that they are truly doing the Sinister Six and doing it with all the villains from the past movies, from, from before Tom Holland, uh, oh, wow, that, that just would really, really blow my mind if you get Sandman and Green Goblin, and and even Paul Giamatti's Rhino, <laughs> as well as Electro and Doc Ock, like and and presumably the Lizard, that that just really truly would blow my mind. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, well, the Vulture, and 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 there were, you know, other characters that are in Tom Holland's world that could could be Sinister Six. And yes, that's true. But if they do this right with the multiverse and everything, you know, that Loki's bringing to the world and and Wandaver or Wanda Vision as well as uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I, uh, I'm i eager I'm eager to see. And, and for a movie that I wasn't actually very excited for with all the, the news that has dropped, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see uh, this third movie in the Spider-Man trilogy. And I'm hoping, hoping they do something rad and bombastic like that. It'd be really exciting. I also posted the Reminiscence trailer. And this is one of those films that just came out of the blue. It comes out August 20th of this year. And it's Hugh Jackman. And, you know, seriously, like Hugh Jackman, as Blue likes to call him, in a dystopian thriller that's involving sci-fi concepts like memory science, making me think of, uh, of course, of, of Arnie <sighs> and Total Recall. But, um, yeah, and the co-creator of HBO's Westworld, like, <laughs> signed me up. Miami in the future with global warming and flooding and then whatever's going on with this with this memory stuff and the and the love interest that disappears and it the trailer just looks freaking all sorts of amazing and if uh, you didn't see it I really highly encourage you and this is a movie I'm like wow wasn't on my radar but now I'm so so eager to see the science fiction thriller with Hugh Jackman like please 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 also posted uh, the Tekawa TD Instagram post of jacked Thor uh, seriously Thor looking ginormous I, I not only thought the the image was very interesting but I love the comments on the post uh, especially someone popping chicken-legged uh, Chris Hemsworth 
Uh, Corey is 100% right. The Tekka is also pretty swole. Um, but of course, he's next to huge old Chris Hemsworth Thor, so he looks small. Uh, for the record, if you look online, you can find images of, of Hemsworth's legs that, that look normal on the interwebs. Uh, it might also be important to point out that the reason he's probably so huge in uh, Thor Love and Thunder is because he, Chris Hemsworth also has a starring role in the Hulk biopic, which is coming out. So, yeah, he probably felt like he had to get really big there. And, you know, if one project's before the other, why not take advantage and get huge? Now, uh, what people talk about, like, you know, Hemsworth, he, his frame doesn't look like it's designed for being that huge. Yeah, yeah, and most people's frames aren't, unless you're some some giant Russian-German Ivan Drago-esque <laughs> human being. But, yeah, uh, it, it's he's huge, man. Man alive. <laughs> this is a big old god of thunder. <laughs> I also posted uh, the Sam S. sneak peek footage with Neil Gaiman. This, of course, comes from Netflix Geek Week. A lot of the new stuff that dropped is because Netflix is like, this is all the stuff we got. This is why you should stay subscribed. And, yeah, they, they did a really good job of it. That The footage is great, showing you props and sets. And, and just the fact that it's Neil Gaiman taking you through all of it. And, yeah, I mean, the show either late 2021 or early 2022 and it looks freaking cool and Sandman is one of those comics that if you if you haven't gotten on board with like all the amazing Neil Gaiman goodness of Sandman for DC that's that's definitely something where you can't go wrong going to your local comic shop and, and pulling up some of the trades and and getting into it it's it's freaking good and it's being brought to a modern audience in a modern time and I'm so excited for it speaking of things from the past that are being brought, there also was Cowboy Bebop teaser footage. This show does come out fall 2021. Uh, really exciting that the score is going to be the original scorer of Yoko Kano. Uh, but basically this video is just John Cho, who's going to play Spike. Mustafa Shakir, who's going to play Jet Black. And Daniela Pineda, who's playing Faye Valentine. Just jamming to the original opening music. And I mean, I've, I've been on board f for this ever since they showed the Corgi that's going to play Ayn. But man, uh, yeah, <laughs> really, really cool. And I, I love that they're, they're keeping one of the original creators and, and a creator of the music on board for this show. It shows, it shows a, a lot of connection and, and doing something that the fans should like. And hopefully that's true because like Justin, this is one of my favorite animes. And uh, I really, really hope it's good. And, and we shall see when it comes out. I also posted the news, Netflix has renewed Shadow and Bone for a second season of eight episodes. Of course, this entire thing is based off of Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse, which are YA novels. Um, I think I thought, I thought the article was interesting. I, I, I also think it's really funny that the showrunner basically was saying they ended the first season with a cliffhanger to dare Netflix to not renew the show and piss people off. Um, I didn't know that the crows that are in the show is actually a separate series from the author that was woven together. I guess that's one of the biggest changes of it. I, I, having not read the novels, I had no idea, but they wove together really, really splendidly. Um, and I, I dug what went down in the show, and I'm eager for more. Like you, when you watch it, you can you can definitely tell like it's it's from a YA novel. In so much of, you know, having consumed like Harry Potter, and uh, Mortal Instruments, and and books like that in my life, you you sort of see the subject matter. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is based, but that that just means it's accessible. You know what I mean? You can enjoy it as an older adult. You can enjoy it as a twenty something. You can enjoy it as a teenager. And I, I really felt that that show was designed that way, and it was good. It, it gave me some some definite Witcher vibes in so much as the tone and the way it was shot. And I, I really enjoyed it and want to see more, and I am pleased 
that we are going to get more. Uh, that's all the news I posted, but of course, Danny, our unofficial news correspondent for Laugh It Up Fuzzball, had plenty. He posted uh, about Elijah Wood being cast as the main villain in the Toxic Avenger, which is going to be played by Peter Dinklage. Um, but then it's funny because he later retcons his own post with official news that the villain is actually Kevin Bacon. Uh, so, yeah, both names <laughs> interest me. I actually think I'd rather have Elijah Wood more than Kevin Bacon, but it looks like Kevin Bacon is who we're getting. But at least now Elijah Woods uh, can get his seven degrees of Kevin Bacon much, much easier for people who are aware of the news and the misnews and the miscues and, and all that stuff. I'm you know, The Tromaverse and Toxic Avenger, I can't believe that we're getting a movie. Uh, I don't know how Peter Dinklage, uh, who is a man of, of great stature as well as small stature, is going to play Toxie, but... I'm here for it, and uh, I think uh, it could be a lot of fun, and we'll find out when it comes out. Danny also posted about uh, why The Last Man is going to premiere Monday, September 13th, on FX on Hulu. Uh, this is based off DC's Vertigo series by Brian K. Vaughn and artist Pia Guerrero. Um, it's this is great, you know. Diane Lane, Ben Schnetzer, Ashley Romans, Diana Bing, Olivia Thurlby, Juliana Canfield, Marin Ireland, Amber Tamblin, Paul Gross, Elliot Fletcher. You know, basically, <laughs> it's it's a whole bunch of ladies and Yorick, and then Ampersand the Monkey, and I, I hope it's lovely, because that comic is, it's just up there in my, definitely my top ten, maybe even in my top five of just comics I really, really enjoy. It seems like when I, when I have to do a top, I honestly am not uh, usually dropping... Uh, a lot of the DC and Marvel content is more the the Image and Vertigo content, and uh, why the Last Man is is just really really an amazing, amazing amazing comic. Um, Daniel supposed apparently Disney is already developing a Cruella sequel, sea cruel cruel it's sea cruel to the puppies so cruel to the puppies. Uh, I'm not sure how much puppy murder was in that Cruella film. I do have access to it on the Disney Plus once my internet uh, cooperates because uh, my mom ended up buying it. To watch it, and yes, I may or may or may not be confirming that I shared Disney Plus with my with my beautiful mother. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the first one, but I, I know a lot of people really enjoyed the Cruella movie, and they're doing a sequel, and presumably she'll get worse and more puppy murderish. Uh, but the same director coming back, and yeah, it's done well in the box office. It's done well for subscribership on Disney Plus. So why wouldn't they? They made they made a second Maleficent movie, and that first movie. Didn't even do everything that they wanted, so <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, Daniel posted the United States of Captain America, which is a, a current comic run going on. Issue number four is going to add Ari Agbayani, who is a female Filipino-American version of Cap. Uh, basically, uh, she's a scholarship student that finds out her best friend uh, is basically being victimized by a, a wealthier legacy student, and then decides she's going to make things right and do what she can. Um, but you know, her college is only concerned with making donors happy. Uh, and, and the abuser of her friend basically has buildings named after his family. So she has to get creative to take him down and, uh, and, and does so dressed in a Captain America esque way and cool. I just think that's really neat. And, uh, I really, I really like that people will see this character and see themselves as Captain America in some way, shape or form. And this goes right to the news that Danny put a different time of a native American cap. And it actually just makes me 
want to go on Comixology and read these comics because um, I think I think it's really cool. I like I like what they're doing, and it sounds like a, a neat story. Danny also posted about Matrix Four adding Christina Ricci in a, in a secret role. Of course, I read the article and I'm like, yeah, the, why why Sleepy Hollow? Why not why not Adam's Family, and and all the other you know American uh, well the one she did. Oh, I should have mentioned that because the actress Persona Non Grata. So uh, she's she's done other things. To me, Christina Ricci will always be Wednesday Adams. Uh, but you know that that's just me. She also was in a movie with Steve Buscemi, Ghost Ghost Girl, based off uh, an independent comic. So she's been in a whole bunch of things. But I like that Sleepy Hollow movie. So <laughs> I guess that's not a bad thing. I just uh, I'm like wow, that's that's the big movie that uh, that you get attached to your name. Okay, fine. Uh, but yeah, Major Four. It's coming out, and they've added uh, an actress that interests me. So there you go. We'll see uh, what the what the movie is when it comes out on December 16th of this year. So, you know, there there you go. All you Christina Ricci fans, good news! <laughs> Danny also posted the trailer for Netflix's animated America the Motion Picture, which is going to introduce uh, Channing Tatum as, as the voice of an R-rated version of Founding Father George Washington. Uh, basically, uh, it says, From the Founding Fathers who brought you Archer, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, The Expendables, and Magic Mike, uh, June 30th, and uh, definite alternate history, but it looks hilarious. I, I definitely think that Danny trolling me because of my master's degree in history and also knowing I would see it and be like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this. This looks bonkers. And, uh, and, and, and hopefully not too many people see this and think any of it is, uh, is history beyond the fact that they're using historical characters <laughs> but it looks it looks crazy stupid fun so uh yeah yeah i'm i'm interested uh rob zombie confirms the monster's revival as his next film this was on instagram uh, he claims he's been chasing this dream for 20 years and you know the news is exciting when it's double posted so shout out to dr aaron for uh posting about it as well making sure i saw this yeah we'll we'll have to wait for more information but rob zombie's doing it the monsters is becoming a rob zombie movie and i don't even know what that means uh but i'm cautiously optimistic because yes i i definitely enjoyed the monsters as as a wee child i, I really really enjoyed that show and uh not a lot has been done with the property so you know it might be ripe for something new and uh we shall see danny also posted about the marvel legends mobius and mobius figure it's a target exclusive that comes out october 3rd it is available for pre-order if you need a mustached Owen Wilson figure for your life journey. Uh, I, I saw this and was just like, is his name really Mobius? 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 Like, I'm assuming the M is Mobius, so he's Mobius cubed? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything about Loki, but I've seen the first episode and I really enjoyed the uh, the interplay between uh, Owen Wilson's Mobius and uh, and Loki. So, you know... There you go. If you need that figure, add it to your life. Uh, Daniel also posted, Zack Snyder says he's open to the idea of making a Dragon Ball Z movie or another live-action anime adaptation should the opportunity arise. You know, I, I don't think this is news that it's actually happening. He's just, you know, when he's doing all these different interviews for Army of the Dead and, of course, for the, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, people are asking him questions, and this is one. You know, they asked if he'd ever want to direct an anime, and, you know, people might argue that he, he's already directed an anime in so much, like, 300 and, and stylized, you know, doing The Watchmen. Uh, and then, of course, he did uh, that, that movie, not Kick-Ass, uh, 
kick butt. Oh, now Roman's mad at me again. Uh, stand by. You're boop, 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 boop. Oh, I didn't even need to look it up. Fuck, it's sucker punch. <laughs> I I had typed in Zack Snyder films in, into the phone, and then uh, and then it popped into my head. Sucker punch. This is a time where I probably should just pause it and like edit it. And you're like, well, Wookie, you're so smart. But I guess uh, I don't I don't need that veil of. Of, of how great I am and how how awesome my recall is like sometimes I think it's funnier just to, just for somebody to be yelling at me on the other end like a sucker punch Wookie sucker punch and yes my I sucker punched the secretaries in my brain again to find that information uh, interrupted their coffee break sorry friends <laughs> so you know I don't I don't think we need if you're a big fan of Dragon Ball Z you don't have to be a big stress that's just a, a property that he mentioned for a question about him directing a live action anime adaptation and you know. We'll see what Snyder Snyder brings. He's got he's got ideas for Vikings, and he has ideas for a bunch of stuff. And and now he's got uh, Netflix's attention with how well he did with Army of the Dead, and with uh, the the over, majority positive reviews of his Snyder cut. So we'll see. Danny also posted apparently the Fairley Brothers are making a Kingpin sequel. There's no more information than that. It's been been decades since that first movie, which is an enjoyable comedy. And uh, they're, if they're going to do a sequel, there we go. It's happening whether we like it or not. And then, oh, one of my favorite things that Danny posted, the Masters of the Universe Revelation trailer. Holy fuck. That just hit, hit me right in the nostalgia. It, it looks so much like that classic cartoon that, that sold all those toys that my mom bought me when I was a kid. But also... You know, little new with new effects, and then and using the "I Need a Hero" song was really, really perfect for it. <laughs> I know Danny was excited because he had sent me a, a Mandalorian uh, cut of uh, the last episode of season two set to that song. But you know, Mark Hamill doing Skeletor just sounds so great. Just seeing that Henry Rollins is on the cast, like fuck, Black Flag, Mother Truckers, and then Kevin Conroy is Merman, and me just hoping he's like. I'm Merman. <laughs> and, and we don't have long to wait. July 23rd, 2021, the first part of uh, Masters of the Universe, Modu Revelation, is coming. And uh, good for Kevin Smith, because he's doing something that, that is overwhelmingly loved by everybody. And that's that's awesome. And it looks freaking great. And I cannot wait to watch this show. Uh, Danielle's supposed about the Evil Dead, the game trailer, uh, showcases the game's gory co-op gameplay. It's narrated by Bruce Campbell himself, uh, and it's cool. It looks like there's going to be iconic locations from the movies and from the TV series. Uh, you can pick up recognizable items from all those things, including pages of the Necronomicon. And as, as Bruce Campbell says, you can also be a dick and play the Cantarian demon son of a bitch. And those are Bruce Campbell's words, not mine, but uh, I, I watched the trailer and it... It looks freaking cool, and it, if you're a big Evil Dead fan uh, or a big gamer, it looks like something to enjoy. Uh, Daniel's posted James Wan has revealed the title for Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Friends, the tide is rising December 16th of 2022, and I will be in theaters with my beautiful wife Heather to watch the second installment of Bro Siding King of the Brosian. Yes, please, and thank you. I'm really really excited that James Wan is coming back so it'll have the same tone and I, I really enjoyed that first movie so much more than I thought I would uh, I thought I was just going to enjoy Momoa's performance but overall it was great I even enjoyed the octopus playing drums a la Little Mermaid I, uh, I'm so here for it 
and, and excited, and I, I can't wait to hear more news from it. Danny also posted, uh, Netflix announces the cast for the live-action Resident Evil show. It's going to take place three decades after the discovery of the T-Virus. Man, they're, they're just doing all sorts of Resident Evil stuff with uh, live-action and with a, with a cartoon and, and rebooting movies. And wow, this property continues. Uh, and no surprise because of Geek Week, lots of Netflix news. Uh, they've revealed that Wayne Brady is playing the villainous King Dice in the upcoming animated adaptation of Cuphead, which is called The Cuphead Show. I'll be honest, I never played the game, uh, but I'm sure some people are excited by this, and I am a fan of Wayne Brady. So there you go. If you like the game Cuphead, good news, everybody. Uh, there was... Uh, what else? Oh, Danny posted the Thor Love and Thunder crew gift, which uh, basically showed Thor's Thunderstrike. And I know there there was some uh, released or uh, some leaked footage from from the movie, which actually showed Thor wearing like a Thunderstrike type jacket. So if they're if they're pulling from Eric Masterson at Thunderstrike, that could be really really freaking cool. And uh, Thor Love and Thunder is wrapped. It's in post production. And hell yeah, I cannot cannot can not <laughs> now i've said it three times so i'm wondering if i'm doing some double negative stuff but i i am so excited to see love and thunder like i i want to see natalie portman as as the mighty thor i i i want to see uh gore the god butcher and and i just want i just want to see my new favorite movie the movie that potentially could supplant Ragnarok in my brain and we don't have that long to wait February 11th of next year February 11th 2022 oh so so excited and now there's one more thing to be excited for with uh with the Thunderstrike stuff so there you go um that's all Danny's news but Jack posted a really funny TikTok explaining why Jeff Jeff Bezos uh he of Amazon has backed the boys and Invincible who show Superman type characters who are evil uh, and yes, it, it is it is because of what the TikTok said. It's because Jeff Bezos is our universe's version of Lex Luthor. And uh, that really, really says all you ever need to do. <laughs> Whatever your opinion of Jeff Bezos, just know that, that he's Mr. Luthor. And that, that comes full circle uh, with some news that's coming, that's coming next. Uh, what do we got? Corey posted some stuff. Donnie Yen has joined Keanu Reeves in Lionsgate's John Wick 4. Uh, he's going to be a friend slash assassin. The production for this uh, starts this summer. Uh, they're going to be shooting in France and Germany and Japan. And, and Donnie Yen is just badass. And uh, it makes anything with martial arts action better. And it's it's really good casting. It's awesome. Corey also posted a Borderlands first cast photo came out with outlines of characters true to the game. Uh, in the in the image, it did show Florian Montanao as Krieg, Ariana Greenblatt as Tiny Tina, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis, Kate Blanchett as Lilith, and Kevin Hart as Roland, and then of course Claptrap, voiced by Jack Black, and and all the characters, their profiles in black and white look very very true to the game, and I guess that should just get you excited for this Eli Roth movie. Uh, I've, Blue has talked you know several times on the podcast of just not knowing what they're doing because of. Uh, ages of various actors that have been cast but uh there you go they at least posted something that looks cool like the game and uh i was like sweet nice i'm interested in this movie uh cory also posted the space jam 2 clip <laughs> there apparently was a space jam 2 clip revealing uh zendaya as the voice of lola bunny 
and uh, it created news. Uh, no surprise, the news is both positive and negative. You know, at first the news was people pissed off that the Lola Bunny wasn't going to be sexualized anymore, and now now they're mad because she's just going to sound different and more modern and Zendaya-ish. You know, whatever. <sighs> Zendaya was perfectly acceptable as the voice of one of the abominable snow people in uh, that animated movie, Littlefoot. So, you know, whatever. Just... <laughs> I like I, I saw the I saw the trailer of Space Jam, the newest one that came out, and, and she sounded perfectly okay. It's just in the clip she's like, you know, sitting in a chair, like talking about the movie, you know, breaking the third wall as as a character talking about the movie. So I don't I don't even know. Just people people just want to be mad about things and this isn't something I'm gonna be mad about. I watched it and I was like, okay, I guess I, sure, people mad. <laughs> Corey also posted the news that Jamila Jamil uh, who you will know from The Good Place and other stuff, uh, an amazing comedian, has joined the cast of She-Hulk as Titania. And that's just cool news that uh, a big She-Hulk villainess is going to be in the show. So, yeah, and Jamila Jamil, not only incredibly good-looking, but everything I've seen her in, uh, very talented. And she also has comedy chops. So we'll see We'll see what Titania brings to the, the show when it comes out on the Disney+. Plus. Mike shared uh, his Sean tribute shirt uh, bought from the podcast T Public Store. Basically, the long and short uh, behind that, if you didn't know, is uh, uh, just as a tribute to my buddy Sean, who had a tattoo from Jaws. I actually had Blue, the amazing artist, design a uh, a, a tattoo playing tribute to uh, our friend that looked like Bobby Hill, uh, and wearing a, an anchor jacket like the mayor of Amity, which also ties to his podcast that he had. Uh, and honestly. Uh, it's all just uh, the the image is so cool that I shared it so that you know people who wanted to honor one of the people to blame for this podcast even existing is there you know rest in power sweet shruggy butthead I do think it's funny that uh, Sean's design has been the bestseller on the T Public site proving once again that my buddy is more popular than me even beyond the pale uh, his uh, his T-shirt design as well as his podcast fan page. You know, three times the numbers on his podcast fan page. They have like, you know, 1,500 people compared to our 633, uh, which is speaking of, let's be better than Sean. Add your friends. <laughs> and yes, I did. I did poach it, per, uh, po- do a post about uh, merchandising with the newer image of people wearing the shirts just because, uh, you know, I thought it was cool to, to see images of, of people rocking these silly shirts. I still think it's crazy that anybody's bought one at all. <laughs> you know, I bought one, my mom bought one, my best friends bought one, uh, but other people have as well. And, uh, you know, most of the shirts bought have my cartoon face or uh, Bobby Hill's cartoon face, which is, is is a tribute to Sean. And, you know, it's silly, but uh, if you want if you want shirts or you want to, you know, support the podcast in a way, uh, buy, go to the go to the Tee Public store, buy some shirts. And for that, I say thank you. And uh, to Mike, hey, I'm glad uh, glad your Sean tribute shirts came out. They do look really nice. Uh, and hopefully people have enjoyed the shirts and stickers and whatever else they've they've purchased. Uh, Darian posted the news that Mike Myers is going to play seven brand new characters in a, in a show or film called The Pentaverate, which is going to be a limited series uh, for Netflix. Basically, he created this uh, this idea of a, or he didn't create the idea, but it's basically a show about a secret society of five men who've been working to influence world events for the greater good since the Black Plague of 1347. And uh, whenever Mike Myers has done something where he's gone to do multiple characters, it, it's been fun. Even from So I Married an Axe Murderer to the Austin Power stuff, 
he's he's an entertaining gentleman, and I, I'm glad he's back in the fray. And if uh, if he's really coming back with a limited series like this for Netflix, it must be an idea that's really special to him. And uh, I, I look forward to it. I think that's cool. Darren also posted a rest in peace for Ned Beatty at age 83. And this is where I tie in news to that Jeff Bezos Lex Luthor thing because. Uh, uh, you may remember Ned Beatty as the sodomized piggy from Deliverance, uh, but to me, he will always be Otis in Richard Donner's 1978 Superman the movie. Mr. Luto, Mr. Luto. Even to this day, if I have any friends with a, a big Ted, usually that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Mr. Luto, Mr. Luto. And, um, you know, he was an amazing, talented actor. You might smile to know that he was the voice of Lotso Bear in uh, Toy Story 3 which is an amazing movie and he did a ton of other other roles in movies and broadway and television and i actually going through his idmb just smiled that he played a role in mash like as a head chaplain because mash is one of those shows that i always get nostalgic about because it makes me think of my grandfather so just really cool rest in peace good sir and thank you for bringing us otis if nothing else but also thank you for lots of bear and and all your other performances that means something to so many people uh, Nick with a K posted the news or the potential news of Black Panther 2 adding Tenoch Huerta as Namor. Um, basically, this comes from a site called uh, POC Culture. Then uh, they revealed that Black Panther 2 was looking to cast uh, a Mayan woman called Zyanya and a Mayan man called Kadmal. Uh, they reported the casting call indicates that all actors of North and South American indigenous backgrounds are going to be considered for the roles. Uh, and then the Illuminati jumped onto that, basically saying that those Mayan warriors was uh, just all a code for Namor and Atlantean lore. That Zyanya is a code name for Namora or Namorita. And then uh, Cadmail is a code name for Atuma, who's an Atlantean warlord. Ultimately, we will not know until Black Panther 2 comes out July 8th of next year and until an official release from the MCU, a.k.a. news from Kevin Feige. But uh, yeah, I, I really hope it's true that Namor is going to be in Black Panther 2. And I think that'd be interesting. That'd be pretty righteous to use indigenous people, you know, for for these roles of the Atlanteans who are much, much older than, you know, the Earth-based humans. So I, uh, I, think, I think this could all be really, really cool, but we'll just have to hold out and wait for news. But that is all the news from the Laugh at a Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 the fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. Um, but there, you know, there's some other stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't always post all of the news onto to Laugh at a Fuzzballs, basically because I just don't want it to be all, for, all for me. <laughs> and then I, I just save some stuff to talk about elsewhere in the Star Wars world and the Let the Wookie Win. Uh, there was news that a, a judge, an actual judge in a ruling ruled that The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker are, quote, mediocre and schlocky, end quote. Uh, this basically comes from a ruling that the judge did about Con Agra being responsible for Wesson cooking oil, having 100% natural on the label after they no longer own it. And the judge took the time to compare uh, Con Agra not having responsibility for this in so much as talking about George Lucas uh, what his responsibility is for the content of the sequel films after selling Lucasfilm. And uh, this is the legit like United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit Judge Kenneth K. Lee in there uh, said that Lucas is not responsible for the mediocre and schlocky Star Wars films. And, ooh, just hot dog. Uh, pretty cool to know that uh, somebody that high has opinions about Star Wars. I don't... I don't <laughs> I'm just like, even, even though I have 
my own opinions where I, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi and I have some questions about The Rise of Skywalker. I'm just like, oh, wow. the mediocre and schlocky and some legal jargon. Just oof. But uh, it was it was good clickbait news and got a lot of people talking. And, and you can look it up. It's just wild. I'm like, wow. That uh, I, I can't believe that he was like, you know, I'm going to fit my opinions about the Star Wars Disney movies into my damn gum Wesson oil adjudication <laughs> and I'm just waiting for Swamp Litigator to show up and be like so uh Judge Lee maybe we don't uh we don't talk about Star Wars when you're talking about the cooking oil uh and maybe we should talk about where this cooking oil comes from you're ruining the green you're ruining the green <laughs> <laughs> and I've officially gone off the rails. Other Star Wars news, Amelia Clark came out and said how moved she was by the appearance of Kira in the comics. If you don't know, Kira shows up in Bounty Hunters number one, which is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And because I don't want to spoil the comic, I won't say more. But if you're a fan of the Kira character, or we're just like, does she ever show up again? She does. And the way she shows up and what I was reading and the spoilers I'm not going to talk about, I was just like, oh man, that's sweet. I need to read this comic. Uh, there's news bent that Ben Mendelsohn has joined the cast of Andor Show, bringing or the Andor Show, uh, the Andor Show, bringing back uh, director Krennic. So cool, Ben Mendelsohn, man, he's playing in the Disney sandbox. He's like, I'm doing Secret Invasion. I'm coming back for the Andor Show, and him saying that any excuse just to wear that costume apparently was a big fan of the costume is is a good reason to come back. So there you go. He wants to rock that cape again. And uh, hopefully he does, and hopefully it's done well. And who knows how big or small his role will be in Andor, but uh, I think that's good news for everybody involved. Pedro Pascal, in an interview with Ewan McGregor, and, and right from go, you're like, what? Pedro did an interview with, with Ewan? Yeah, you should watch it. It's lovely. But uh, amongst the things talked about, he did say the Mando Season 3 has not started filming yet. Not to worry, though, since I've, I've read articles claiming that Book of Boba Fett is basically Mando Season 2.5. So don't stress out. It just means we're going to have to wait for 2022 to get Mando Season 3. And they, they, they've they got it all planned out. I mean, they're, they're done with the Andor show. They're filming the Obi-Wan show. I actually read something saying that because Obi-Wan is using the L.A. facilities, that's one of the reasons. As well as... Uh, Pedro Pascal has to has to film his commitment for the Last of Us show for HBO, so yeah, it's just uh, filling the ducats and like doing all the boxes. So don't don't be afraid. And if you're like, oh, but well, Book of Boba Fett's gonna come out, and then that's all we're gonna get. No, it might actually you might get more Boba Fett because Ming Na Wen has teased a second season of Boba Fett. Uh, basically, the whole deal with this is she posted images on Twitter and her in some tiny little Star Wars shorts. And for, for a lady who is a little bit older, she's still so pretty. Man, the Mulan is so pretty in her, in her, in her, in her 50s. Uh, and the, the images also showed basically a sticker with the, the helmet of Fennec Shan. And it said, Book of Boba Fett. S1, which a lot of people are like, does that mean season one? And there, there's no reason to say something as season one unless you're going to begin a season two. It'd be just as easy to put Book of Boba Fett. And uh, I'm not sure that that was her like subtly trying to get the new cycle going regarding this. But yeah, I'm like, that that seems pretty clear. It says Book of Boba Fett season one on your Love Fennec stickers that are going on whatever that merchandise is that you were wearing the cute little Star Wars shorts next to. So we might... Might actually be getting Mando season 3.5 at some point, uh, as well as the Andor and Obi Wan shows and all the other content that they are going to ram down our gullet. 
uh, and hopefully all of it is very, very good, like The Bad Batch and like The Mandalorian. Uh, things that aren't terribly divisive <laughs> or nice when you're as a big a Star Wars fan as I am. And then uh, just last thing, Taika Waititi, you know, because he's, he's wrapped up Thor and Love and Thunder. He's hitting the, the interview circuit and people have asked him about, you know, is Star Wars when Star Wars? And he has teased that... Star Wars might be next on his to-do list, but he's also said that he does have a bunch of stuff on his to-do list, and it's all about the ducats lining up right. And hopefully, that means Lucasfilm will will see the opportunity and uh, and get him attached to it, so that we'll get his his Star Wars whatever his amazing brilliant mind brings to the Star Wars universe sooner rather than later. But even if he's going to work on something else, he's he's on the hook, hook, line, and sinker for doing it. And you know that last episode of season one of The Mandalorian that he directed was very, very nice. Uh, was was a smooth, smooth drink to enjoy in the Star Wars universe, and I, I just look forward to his continued contributions. In the other, other geeky news, the flavors of the geek, all the geeky flavors to consume. There's not 31 flavors, because man, this ain't no Baskin-Robbins, just laughing at fuzzball, man. <laughs> but uh, there, I had mentioned that Indy 5 is coming out, and it started production and filming, because we're seeing images of Harrison Ford in his iconic indie costume and uh, the image i posted it up on my instagram it's an image of him holding the coffee cup wearing a mask <laughs> so not only is it happening it is happening in the realities of a pandemic that that's not over yet so keep being safe keep uh, get your vaccination and wear your mask and and do whatever makes you feel comfortable but uh hopefully hopefully sooner rather than later like a lot of things there'll be a time where we're like when it's over but it's not over yet but even amongst all of that we're getting indie fives happening it's not just talk it is filmed there are sets you can see leaked set photos you can find on the interwebs if you're so inclined uh but you know be excited indie wears a mask dun dun dun, dun. fighting disease dun dun dun, dun. doesn't want to die of coronavirus dun dun dun, dun. i'm sure he got his vaccination Raiders is 40. <laughs> there was some leaked Eternals merch uh, that might explain their absence. Uh, basically, it just points out that they hail from Jupiter's moon Titan, so maybe they were there mostly while the Marvel world was going to hell. Of course, you know, people are like, but isn't Titan where Thanos is from? And isn't he like like a mutant version of an Eternal? And yes, and yes, from the comics. Uh, but we don't know how they're going to tie all that together into the MCU and the Eternals movie. It is not that far away, so we do not have... We don't have to wait really, really that long. But, uh, I, you know, I, I like that people are so into all of this, you know, Marvel content and, and knowledgeable with the comics. But, you know, <laughs> in other ways, it's, sometimes it's just frustrating because it's like, let's just wait, November 5th this year. The movie's coming out. We'll find out, and then our questions will be answered. But I guess that it, that's just the nature of the human to question what is out there. <laughs> but yeah, they're from they're from Titan, so maybe they were just stuck on a moon. They were like, man, we're like all powerful, like we live forever, man. Earth's far away, we ain't got no spaceship, so man, we're just gonna watch that Captain America and oh shit, Thanos, that guy, oh damn, we we gotta get involved. So they got on the ship. It took a long time, and now now they're here post blip, and they're figuring it out or not because that's a bad story. <laughs> But I'm tired, so that's the story I came up with. Uh, we got a new logo for the Marvels. Uh, the first logo just said Marvels, 
So now it's the Marvels to point out that there's more than just Captain Marvel. There's Ms. Marvel and there's Monica Rambeau as Spectrum, another version of Captain Marvel. They added the word the. Uh, they made the background look more like Captain Marvel, the first movie. Uh, the S is still reminiscent of Miss Marvel. And cool. Right on. We got a new logo. Uh, as of now, Marvel has so much. They've got 10 things that are in post, six things ready to start production. You know, Thor Love and Thunder is wrapped. Loki is. Uh, first episode's already out. Comes out Wednesdays on Disney Plus. Black Widow in July. Shang-Chi. After that, Eternals, like I said, in November. Spidey No Way Home is done. Dr. Satmom is, is, has been filmed. Hawkeye's filmed. What If is finished. Miss Marvel is filmed. And, and that's crazy. You know, 10 things coming our way. And that's not even talking about, you know, She-Hulk and Moon Knight are shooting now. Secret Invasion, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania are starting somewhere in the future for 2022 content. It doesn't even mention Armor Wars and Ironheart. Like, there is just so much that's 18 things to look forward to or to currently enjoy man what a time to be alive indeed my friends uh for loki i thought it was really cool that marvel had a loki charms promotion with general mills i've actually seen those t-shirts that they sell at cons but uh it was a a limited run of of 3500 boxes uh that were available on the premiere date of the loki show i found out about it after the fact but i don't know that i would have dropped the you know, the, the moolah to, to get the box. Um, but hopefully people did, and I'm sure you can go on eBay and find them for very, very expensive, much more than people originally paid for it. But that's cool. And now people that wear that Loki Charm shirt uh, at Disneyland and other places are actually have a, uh, a real-world uh, version of their T-shirt, and, which is just Lucky Charm cereal with a new face on it. <laughs> so enjoy your marshmallow fluff. Uh, and, and and your Loki show. There you go. One of those is better than the other, and it's a Loki show for the record. Uh, there was news that Issa Rae, actress Issa Rae, is going to play Spider-Woman in the Into the Spider-Verse sequel, which comes out October 7th the next year. Cool. Uh, I really love that they found an actress of color to play Spider-Woman, and uh, while there's really no information about that film out there in the world, I love, love, love the first end of the Spider-Verse flick, and I, I cannot wait to see the sequel. There was news that Blue Beetle and Batgirl movies uh, that, that is being worked on by Warner Brothers, apparently they're going straight to Hibbo Max. Uh, so HBO Max is actually going to get uh, Blue Beetle and Batgirl. They're not even doing in the theaters, and this has people, you know, with conversations about, you know, both of these are examples of representation and not, not getting the treatment in the cinema for the box office and whatnot. But, you know, it, it shows a commitment to HBO Max, to Hibbo Max, and uh, both those movies are still getting made. You know, does that mean that their production value is lower, their budget is lower because it's straight for the streamer? Only time will tell. Uh, but it also might be, you know, they only have so many films that are premiering on, on HBO Max, so they need more content to drive viewers and uh, for people to keep their subscriptions. And this is one way that they do it. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they figure out for Jaime Reyes. I want to see the continued adventures of Babs. So there you go. I, I don't have a negative opinion about it, but uh, it's, it's worth talking about for folks. There also was a teaser trailer for the DC League of Super Pets. It's really, really short, but uh, it does confirm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is voicing Crypto. Uh, his his partner in crime in a lot of his movies, Kevin Hart, is coming in as, as Ace uh, Bat-Dog, basically, as well as the voices of Kate McKinnon, Diego Luna, John Krasinski, Natasha Le- Leone. The, the show... Uh, May 20th of next year 
or movie, movie, I think, May 20th of next year, animated movie, no idea more than that, we'll get more details in the future, but yeah, The Rock is playing crypto, what a world, uh, there also was a new trailer that I'd mentioned earlier for Space Jam and New Legacy, and all the trailers, you know, I'm interested in seeing this movie, and it's coming out, you know, in theaters and on HBO Max, and I'm definitely watching the shit out of this, I love me some Looney Tunes, and I cannot wait to see how I feel it, having watched an entire movie about Zendaya voicing Babs uh, or Lola Bunny. And uh, I want to see the Wiley Coyote stuff and Grandma uh, drinking drinking whiskey or whatever she is and uh, and whatever else. Other shenanigans. I like that they're doing classic animation. I like that they're doing 3D animation. I think uh, LeBron James looks looks amazing. Uh, Shaniqua Green, Martin Green being his wife. Like, oh, it's just, it's all... All there, and Don Cheadle as the villain. I, I'm so excited for this this new legacy for Space Jam. I, uh, I think it's probably going to be wonderful and delightful, and I'm looking forward to it. Seth Rogen did a tease some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated stuff with a crumpled note from Leonardo with August 11th, 2023 is the date on it, so maybe that is when the animated is going to be coming our way. Uh, the note did include types of mutation, a reminder to apologize to April, uh, notes on the importance of discipline, honor, and loyalty. And Rogan has described the show as a teenage coming-of-age story, and I am very, very excited for this animated TMNT. I think uh, that is the best medium for bringing the turtles to life. I, I have much nostalgia for those old movies, including Turtles in Time, <laughs> which we really do. Danny, we need to do a comic book movie defenders for Turtles in Time for sure as a really good excuse to to rewatch it <laughs> one more time uh but uh, I, w- I wasn't the biggest fan of the michael bay style turtles movies the first one was better than the second one that that second one was just an abomination to me oh i just thought it was so bad but uh yeah we're getting more turtles and that is good news and just the last thing uh if you didn't see Polly shore actually came out uh, on the anniversary of Encino Man, saying that him, Brendan Fraser, and Sean Astin are all down to do a sequel to Encino Man. And you know what? They're doing sequels and of everything. They're bringing everything back. So why not uh, see what's going on with those characters from Encino Man? What has gone on with the caveman brought to our time? Is 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 Polly still wheezing the juice? Wheezing the juice, man? <laughs> and I... I why not? <laughs> Why not do it? Uh, I'm sure Netflix or or Warner Brothers or somebody has already swooped in and been like, let's sign some contracts. Let's make this happen. They did it for Bill and Ted. We're doing it for Encino Man. Uh, and then Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim animated movie. Uh, this is something that wasn't on my radar but came from the Netflix Geek Week. Uh, basically... This is uh, in in the Two Towers movie when they're when all the action's going on in Helm's Deep. Uh, there, there's a, a, a comment about the horn being sounded, uh, and and this basically is gonna you know give you some backstory and it's really cool because you know Tolkien when he was talking about the Rohirrim and all the the kings of of Rohan and and uh, and the horse people. Uh, it basically was his take on the Beowulf legend. You know, a lot, a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff actually has some rooting in some sort of British lore, legend, or history, as far as Tolkien is concerned. And uh, you know, the fact that Netflix is doing a, an animated movie in addition to, you know, uh, maybe it's not Netflix is doing it. Don't quote me on that. But there is an animated movie coming out, and they're doing that in addition to uh, to the giant 
super billion dollar expensive live action so we're, we're getting more from this universe from the tolkien verse and uh, i think it's exciting and that's uh that's basically just wrapping everything up yes i am watching television uh and movies but there's there's not enough time as, as i do these episodes to talk about that i keep keep thinking that i'm probably gonna end up doing a bonus episode where i can do some catch-up but yes I'm watching Batwoman, enjoying it. I'm only like one episode behind. Superman and Lois, I think I'm completely caught up or an episode behind. Flash the same, one episode behind. I finished Black Lightning. I really would like to talk more uh, than just a brief thing, but I enjoyed the final season of that. Supergirl's been great. Uh, I do catch episodes of The Muppet Show. Uh, I watched Blood and Bone. I watched the movie Space Sweepers, which I really enjoyed. I watched a couple episodes of Pacific Rim the Black, and I'm not going to watch more. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy I really liked. Thunder Force, uh, you know what? I really enjoyed enjoyed the Melissa McCarthy movie. I thought it was fun. I watched uh, Batman TMNT. I watched Army of the Dead. Uh, Love Death and Robots. I've watched several episodes. Batman Death and the Family animated on Hippo Max. Yasuki, I've only watched part of the first episode. I, it's, it's on my to-do list. And I'm all caught up on The Bad Batch and Loki. Uh, and then what else? Oh, I've watched a couple episodes of Sweet Tooth, and man, that that show is cute. Uh, it, I, I'm watching it mainly. I was watching it first just to see if uh, I wanted to, if I thought it was okay for my my seven year old, my my six year old turned seven. Oh, we're getting old, friends. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was watching to see if uh, he could watch it. I think it might be a little too mature for my for my sensitive seven year old. But I, so far, it's been really really good. I have enjoyed it. Uh, I almost wish it was one of those shows that just you know, I, Netflix still doing the the binge drop, and uh, I, I sort of hoped with what you know HBO Max and and Hulu and Amazon and Disney Plus have done that Netflix was going to switch, but I guess that's their thing. You know, they they don't make people wait. They just they give it to you. They give you all the cocaine to put up your nose. Uh, in hopes that you'll come back for more. <laughs> that was a really bad analogy, but it's the one that I came up with because it is almost 11 at night and I'm tired. But uh, that's that's everything, friends. Uh, I'm looking forward. I also want to watch the third season of Camp Cretaceous, but I'm waiting to watch that with the boy. And uh, what I'm watching Lego Masters on TV. Lego Masters is back. There's had two episodes out, and uh, that's really really enjoyable. So <laughs> there you go. If you, I guess that's that's on 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 point with all the geeky stuff uh legos fits right in there in fact uh heather and the boy for uh for the tyrannos birthday just did a, a jurassic world lego it's a really cool like omni shuttle thingy with a raptor and and a and pterodactylus and anyways i think that's uh me just rambling saying i should stop so uh there will be more to talk about in the future there's going to be guest episodes there's going to be news catch-ups they're going to be whatever else. Hopefully this episode came out to everybody on Sunday night. If it didn't, like I said, the internet is spotty in my house. And uh, the office isn't open until Monday. So uh, that might just be a thing where I have to wait. But uh, I promise I'll get it up on Monday or Tuesday night once the internet is fixed if I'm not able to accomplish it tonight as I'm recording. Happy 40th anniversary for Raiders of the, the Lost Ark. Hopefully uh, that'll get you to watch some indie stuff. Maybe even go and watch Crystal School. Maybe it's not as bad a movie as you remember. Maybe it is. I don't know. I uh, I don't think I don't have as much hate for that movie as other people. Maybe it's because I'm a prequelist in Star Wars and uh, and I'm able to find the good and the things I enjoy. But yeah, Shia LaBeouf swinging with monkeys. That was not good. <laughs> that was not good. But it was coupled with all the stuff with the fire ants, which I did enjoy. 
So, you know, it is what it is. And, and having uh, aliens at the end of it doesn't throw me off. Because uh, I liked all the different challenges to get to that point. And I, I liked the villain. And that's just me saying, uh, yeah, I really like Indiana Jones. So, yeah, that's everything for now. You know the drill. You can send me an email, laughitupfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can buy merch for the podcast to support us at tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. The website for the podcast is anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Wookie Riot. The Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group is always a way to join 633 like-minded people and to make to make the page better than Sean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, rest in power, friend. And and people are buying an image of you as Bobby Hill, and I hope that makes you shrug. But uh, that's all the things. That's uh, the podcast for this week. And I hope you stay classy. I hope you're being excellent to each other. I hope you're partying on, but also being safe. And, and hopefully everybody's surviving, making it through until the next day when even more geeky goodness will come our way. And, and that's the podcast for uh, this week, and I'll catch you on the flip side. So TTFN, Wookie out.